Welcome to Prepare to Win Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Oliver, here with Dane Lee. Today, we're going to talk about um, mentality and, and kind of figure out if you're mentally weak or not. Um, you know, this is a kind of a big topic for me just because I've always strived to be mentally tough and I've been this way um, since I was very little. You know, some people will talk about how they're they're born a certain way. And um, I, I think I think that kind of relates to me a bit in this aspect. Um, you know, my mom has a bunch of stories of different things of, of just me being physically and mentally tough from a very young age. But, you know, it's it, it's one of these things that it, just because you're not born that way or just because you don't feel like you're mentally tough doesn't mean you're you're not and you haven't you're not able to grow with it. I think it's something that comes with a bit of maturity as well. Um, and we're talking, you know, from all aspects in your life, you know, whether it's to deal with fitness or, you know, career, school, you know, just life in general. There's a lot of people that just like, they don't understand that they're, they're not quite, maybe not quite cut out for, for certain things and certain avenues. Mm-hmm. And they they don't understand that to get through and to find out if you're even ready for that avenue, say in a career field or something, you're going to have to push mental barriers. You might not feel like you're ready. Like if you want to start a business, if you want to go back to school, if you want to go to school to begin with, if you want to change careers, change, you know, whatever. Um, I had a buddy over the weekend talking to me about opening um, a uh, bourbon, uh, basically like a bourbon bar. So, um, he brought the idea to me. He said, like, this guy had a spot, you know, this and that. And he's like trying to figure out, like, I basically asked me for advice of like, how do I even start to open a business? Mm-hmm. I told him, I said, one of the things is like, you know, besides the money, besides all that shit is you have to be mentally ready for the next few years, at least yeah. to maybe have to take a step back financially as far as your financial spending, mm-hmm. you know, what your, um, you're going to have to limit yourself, things like that, and, and be prepared for a big financial burden because that's what it is to open any business. You are pretty much, unless you have a, you know, a massive amount of disposable income, um, you're going to have some sort of financial burden. You know, So you need to be mentally prepared in all aspects of life. Like That is going to affect because when you're sitting there and you have that kind of debt or you're taking on a new business or whatever, you're going to have other aspects of life that are going to seem harder because of what you're doing to try to prepare to open a business and to open a business. Um, so that mental toughness comes, comes into play where, you know, and we're all guilty of it. We get stressed out, we get bothered by something and maybe we react to something else that has nothing to do with it. Um, a little different than we normally would because we're stressed or whatever, Mm -hmm. but that's where you're going to have to learn one, a, a tiny bit of control, but then also to like, start to really learn what's important and what do you waste your time on or what you put your energy into and what you put your time into. Um, that That's kind of one thing I told him is like, whenever you go to do this and let's say you do quit your job and you go for this, you got to be all in. You can't be, you know, half in, half out. It's got to be all in and you got to block everything else out. Don't look back on the decision you made and only look forward on the steps you can take to get better. You know, and, and he's going to have to, um, and, th- and this is for anything, I'm just using this for example, but he's going to have to block out any noise he hears because there's going to be people that are going to tell him like, or ask him, why are you doing this? You're, you know, quitting your job to open a business to, mm-hmm. you know, 
it, it happens like not that they doubt you, but they try to hold you back. You know what I mean? And the more successful you become, I'm talking friends, family, you know, people that you think support you as you become more successful, they will almost start to, to envy you in a way. Do you know what I mean? And they'll want, yeah. and people, they always want to be what they see. Like if me and you came from the same place or whatever, mm-hmm. and you know, I'm doing decent, but then you just blow it up and you go out and you open five businesses. They're all successful. And like, you know, you're driving a Lambo or That'd whatever you're traveling <laughs> the world, you know, all these things. There's people, sometimes there's people that will just support you and just like, Hey, go get them. You know what I mean? That's kind of how I am. Like if I watch friends open business, other people, like I always try to root for everybody. Like, Hey, you know, go get it. Mm -hmm. Um, unless you're an asshole, then I don't like you. And then I hope you (laughs) fail, but there's going to be people that are going to doubt you and ask you questions or almost not support you in a way because they can't do it. If that makes sense. So they, and I, I've seen this a lot where it's like, oh, that person got lucky or that person, um, they had money or, oh, well, they're successful because they always try to validate a reason why they're successful other than they work their ass off, you know? Yeah. So mentally, like you're on the other side of that. You need to block all that out and anyone who's not supporting you, leave them behind. Always move forward in that direction. So I saying like luck is the combination of timing and preparation. Mm-hmm. Like when opportunity comes along and you're not ready for it, well, then you can't be lucky and take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. If you prepare yourself, you're going to have opportunities that come around all the time. Yeah. And when you're ready for that opportunity, someone else will look at that, not recognize the work you did to get prepared and be like, oh, they just got lucky. No, they didn't. Yeah. They worked no. their ass off. And yeah, I mean, luck is definitely involved. In time, all kinds yeah, of factors. R- right time, right place, like can boom your business exactly, or whatever you're trying to do. I mean, it can change your life completely, but if you're constantly yeah. preparing yourself for those opportunities, even though you might not necessarily know what they are, mm-hmm. as you prepare yourself for them from the outside eye, that looks like luck. Yeah. But really it's a shit ton of work. Yeah. Well, it's, um, you know, for example, like what we're doing, we just recently announced about running these meets and mm-hmm. things. Two years ago, I didn't think that we would be running meets. Now, when I first moved into this space, that was the idea is that we would hold meets here. And I thought we would run them and get into it. Mm-hmm. But you know, then I started to learn a little bit more about the way, like the structure of the feds were as far as like each person kind of has their little region they run in and Mm -hmm. things like that. And like, so we started off, we were just hosting meets, you know, other meet directors came in, we were just the venue and we helped out with the meet, running the meet and things. Um, but even, you know, like I said, two years ago, I didn't think like we would be running our meets. I thought we would just always kind of be the venue, but Hey, an opportunity presents itself to run meets. So we're going to go ahead and do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for, for us, like, yes, we're entering into the, the RPS. And it was funny because the, we announced kind of the day after that, that fed got shit on a little bit because of, um, someone's squat that was high. That was like a world record or whatever. So, Mm -hmm. you know, all over Instagram, it's kind of getting blasted and things like that. And we said, you know what, this is the perfect time to go ahead and announce that reputable people that compete Mm -hmm. and that can hold the standard are coming in to change this fed, you know, and not only change that fed, we're trying to change Mm -hmm. everything in general. So we're trying to be the standard for, for running and judging a meet, you know, we're not trying to be like over the top fancy. We're not trying to be like real glamorous, but if you come to the meet, you know, you're going to get quality. We're looking, yeah, you're going to be spotted correctly loaded. Like, you know, hopefully no misloads. Hopefully no one dies. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hopefully no like crazy, um, accidents or anything. 
so you're safe on the platform and then from there like our judging is on point like i don't care if you're my mother up there and you don't hit squat depth i'm gonna red light you doesn't matter i'll mm-hmm. bomb you out i don't care you know so um you know so we're trying to push forward there but you know what along the way i'm sure we're gonna fuck up i'm sure there's gonna be even though a hundred people are gonna say hey that these meets are well ran there might be one person two people over here that all oh, those meets are shit and that happens with every part of business that you'll ever go into anything you'll ever do you're always going to have supporters and haters. Mm-hmm. And I say that haters word, and I know everyone's like, oh, I got haters. You probably don't, to be honest. But a lot of people that do do things, they actually do. You know, there's people that will dislike you or dislike your movements mm-hmm. for no other reason than they can't do it themselves. They're not involved in it or their jealousy of why are they there and I'm here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and that's some of it's human nature. You know, there's, there's people in the fitness industry that I look at and I'm like, how the fuck are you there? Because you're, yeah. you know what I mean? And that's me kind of bashing what I think they know. You know what I mean? Or yeah. I do the same whatever. thing with recovery people. Yeah. And, and sure. Some of them, um, again, like I know some shitty coaches with that are fucking amazing at, um, at marketing, mm-hmm. you know, I know some coaches that don't, um, really even know half of their athletes there's a nutrition guy i mean we have the emails of like clients i've taken on where like he's talking out of his ass and he doesn't even know like some of his clients names and like at these shows like these clients i've taken on they talked about like how he didn't even like acknowledge them like didn't even know that they were like in his group or whatever because he had 20 30 people up there or whatever um and just like a lot of a lot of different things anyway long story short i mean that guy, he's probably making 150 grand a year doing that, mm-hmm. maybe more, you know, 200 yeah. grand a year. And it's like, am I, am I jealous of that? Fuck no. Cause I'm going to earn my way. But am I like you piece of shit mm-hmm. <laughs> like that? You know what I mean? Cause yeah. that's making 200 grand in the fitness industry. You're, you're doing some things, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? That's hard to do. So when I see like that happening, I just know the qualities putting out. I'm like, because he, he charges, yeah. I think, like $100 more than I do for nutrition a month. But he puts out literally like the same amount of work into the clients. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually like, how do I say this? I shouldn't say he puts out the, he doesn't put out the same product. He puts out like the same communication in a way, if that, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Like, it does. you know, do, you do check-ins, you get your feedback, you know, all that general stuff. It's not like he's planning out every single little meal for you and like holding your hand along the way at all, but people will pay him because it's a name and they want to be a part of this group. And, you know, that's a whole different thing. But anyway, so, you know, you're always gonna, it's human nature to be like, uh, that motherfucker, but you have to restrain the part and, and block those people out. They're just going to not like you for no reason. You know, it's um, same as politics, you yeah. know, anything. So coming back to what you were saying before, that distinction between people that are going to hold you back and haters and whether they're friends or family, they're just people who know you there. It's important to distinguish that you'll often have family members who I don't, hold back isn't the right way to phrase it but like they're they're concerned for you when you say like i have this big ambitious goal i'm gonna go after this it's you know family nature friend nature to be like are you sure and when they see you struggling along the way and they don't understand some of the steps involved with it or perhaps you know they're seeing you struggling 
mm-hmm. it's in their nature to want to say, are you, are you, do you really want to keep doing this? Mm-hmm. It's okay if you don't do it. It's yeah. okay if you stop. Cause I can see how much it's like taking its toll on you. Yeah. Cause believe me, like building that mental fortitude. Yeah. It's going to take a toll on you. Mm-hmm. It's going to wear you down to something new. Um, but there's a distinct difference between someone asking if you want to stop or encouraging you to stop because they're concerned and they're trying to take care of you versus mm-hmm. like you said, like the haters or the people that are envious and jealous. The second one is, yeah, when I look at other practitioners who have more successful, quote unquote, more successful businesses, it's not jealousy when I look at the ones who are getting it for the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. Like when you look at coaches, whether it's nutrition, fitness, bodybuilding, powerlifting, who are successful for the wrong reasons, that's not jealousy. Yeah. Like I just get pissed off when I look at that going, they're better at marketing and I'm better as a person <laughs> and they're still more successful. Yeah. And I get angry over the situation as opposed to envious about, you know, how much they're yeah. able to make or how big their name is. Yeah. Uh, it, it just pisses me off about the kind of the industry as a whole that they've managed to loophole their way via marketing yeah. into seeming good at what they do. Yeah. And I don't, I don't want to go through their steps yet. I still want to be able to have as, you know, as big of a following or as big of an impact, really no. not so much following. Cause that sounds like social media. Yeah. I want to have the impact that those people who follow the other practitioners deserve to have. Yeah. And they're not getting it. Well, you, you, um, you know, you, you'll see these, uh, these people that are like that. It's like that, like you said, I, I like how you're better as a person. That's kind of how I've, Felt it's like, okay, at least I know I'm doing things the right way. Mm-hmm. All right. May not be, maybe, maybe not be as good at marketing. And sometimes it only takes like working with the right person or two or three to make your coaching boom or whatever because yeah. the connections and things like that. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they have a following or whatever. Um, so, you know, but these people like that, that are up there like that, it, the thing is, is like, if I were to out this guy, and this is where it takes being, again, a little mentally tough. Mm-hmm. I could out this guy any day of the week and blast on social media all the emails I have, all the messages to clients I have, all you know, all this information I have on this guy about like, you don't even know your clients. You starved this one out for five months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you got you claim to do all these things, but this girl was on like a thousand calories for five months, Jeez. you know, and we I had to repair that metabolism. Yeah, it was terrible. But, um, you know, we, we could go on and on having um, where he recommends. Now this is, you know, NPC where it's drug tester where he's recommending uh, bikini girls to take certain drugs and things like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, all kinds of shit. Mm. I mean, he's he's one of them guys. But the the mental side of it, like I'm mentally tough enough to not go and push that button because honestly, where does it get me? Right. Okay, so I out this guy. It's pro- honestly, it'd probably get me followers. It'd probably get me clients. It would probably get my name, you know, thrown up. But it would also bring a lot of unneeded people towards me that don't know me, that just are on his side, that want to bash us. This whole drama thing. Yeah. I mean, why? You know. So that's where it takes. You got to have the mental breaks to like not dive into every thing that comes at you mm-hmm. as well. Like, you know, when you're going to own a business, there's going to be people that are going to talk shit, you know, and depending on that level, like those kids, you know, a couple years ago that left a bad review uh, or a bad Facebook post or whatever. And like Mm -hmm. slandered my business. I sued the fuck out of them. Yeah. Why wouldn't I, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, that was 
the right call. But, you know, someone that just goes on and might say something online or whatever that, you know, once in a great while, it's like, who are you though? Do you really matter? No. Are you a serious person in this field? No. You know what I mean? Right. So it's like, you, you don't matter. Like I can remember years ago, some girl came over from the commercial gym and she came in, her coach was an idiot. I told her like, Hey, your coach isn't allowed in here. Like just how he vibed with everything, things he said to people and stuff like that. Um, and she goes online, you know, hits, oh, owner of Unrivaled's a asshole. Like he was so mean to me, blah, blah, blah. And all I literally ever said to this girl was, Hey, if you need anything, let us know. Um, what, Hey, what do you have today? Do you, do you need help? Hey, do you need spots today? Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm almost done with this. You can get on here or whatever. Cause she would sit in the corner by herself on the floor until whatever piece of equipment she needed was open. Instead of like working out with a group or, yeah. you know, talking to people Asking, or whatever, yeah. fly on the wall. But Hey, I was the asshole. But it's like when she went on and did that, okay, it's like, what did that do? Okay, you maybe got like five, ten people, which half of them came back later to like apologize to me, knowing that they were wrong. That girl doesn't even lift anymore. She's not even in the industry. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she have to pick and choose your battles. If you would put time and energy into that argument, whether it was online yeah. or in person, it's just it's a waste of time and energy. Yeah. So there's no there's no point to like going after and attacking Every little thing. I think, again, that comes with maturity because me 10 years ago, <laughs> I mean, I would have been like, I would have been all over the, you know, social media. I would have probably told her boyfriend I was going to beat his ass. And do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I would have uh, handled that a completely different way, you know? So I think it takes like a, you know, it comes with maturity, but you got to learn to like pick and choose your battles and you got to learn when you're not to sound better than people, but you're just, you're too above far it. above it. You yeah. know what I mean? You don't need that. You're nobody. You know, you don't matter because in the grand scheme of things, you don't, especially in today's world, because if you don't like someone or you don't support someone, all you have to do is unfollow them or unfriend them or Mm -hmm. block them or whatever. And because we go so much through social media, it's like they're out of your life. Right. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, might see them in town or you might see them out in the city, whatever, you know, you don't even pay, don't even pay attention to them. They're like out of sight, out of mind. Right. You know, so. Um, yeah, you got You got to pick and choose what you kind of go after. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I want to come back to one. You talked about pushing mental barriers. Yeah. And this is something that is really prevalent right now, especially with social media, because you see so many people within every single industry putting out ads on you know Instagram or Facebook or really anything that say, I'm going to help you build a following. I'm going to help you. Let me show you how you can attract however many people. Mm-hmm. Well, they're willing to show you steps to go yeah. through for a business in the same way that the guy came to you and he's like, Hey, I want to do this bourbon bar. Where do I even start? Now in his case, he's asking help one-on-one mm-hmm. from like kind of, Hey, we walk me through a process of what do I need to do? Yeah. There's a big difference between someone handing you the steps that you have to go through and you can see start to finish, what is it going to take? And they can tell you whether it's the online sponsored advertisement or one-on-one like it was with you. They can say it's going to take you 10 years and you can feel really good from the get-go saying, I have all the steps in front of me Mm -hmm. and you have no idea what it's going to be like to go through it. You have people that will say, I'm ready because I have the steps. I have a plan. I know what I'm going to do. And then they get to step two out of 20 and they bail. Even though they knew, quote unquote, knew what was coming next, they were in no way prepared for it. 
because they started pushing those mental barriers thinking I'm ready for step 20. All I got to do is go A, B, C, D all the way up. Yeah. And they find out they don't have what it takes and they just run away from it. I think that knowing the difference between having a plan and whether or not you're capable of going through with it are two very different things, but also equally important. Yeah. I think sometimes people underestimate uh, how that stuff's going to affect them. Like when you tell them, Hey, you're not going to make money for two years, three years, four years. That's fine. I'll be it's okay. fine. I'll be okay. You know what I mean? No, like you got to really think about that. Like you're not going to be able to go on vacation cause you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to buy any new car, nothing like that. Like you're going to see some money flowing through your business and it's going to be like, and none Every, of it's yours. Everything on you <laughs> wants to take it out and like, oh, this is my, it's not your money. Mm-mm. You need to pay back your debts. You need yep. to buy inventory. You need to expand. You need to, you know, get uh, the overhead paid. Like, and you're going to want to take that money and run. And that's, um, that's the difference between like good businessmen and bad businessmen or, or women. But you're going to have to like, again, talking to buddies that have uh, businesses like, you can have X business and let's say in the first five years, the most you make in those five years is, I don't know, 40 grand. Let's okay. Say. All right. And then year seven, all of a sudden you blow up and now, okay, you're, you're pushing. Okay. Now I'm making like 70 grand a year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good money. You think like, you think that's the tipping point. And then at 10 years, you're making 150 grand. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like you were patient and not that 40 grand's like terrible money for a new business. Like, Hey, you're making, you're profiting, you're making something, mm-hmm. at least you can pay yourself. But like that step up, it's like you, you more than tripled, you almost quadrupled your income, you know, five years later mm-hmm. after that initial five years of just like steady stag, not steady, uh, not stagnant, but like steady growth. You know what I mean? And yeah. then it starts to come. It's those years of foundation being yeah. laid. What's well, like I, the well, I told you about the guy I talked to yesterday too that owns a business, and he said like, you know, the first, you know, eight nine years of it, it was like, you know, just grinding, getting jobs, like doing this and that, mm-hmm. and then like, you know, two years later now, like he's making some serious money in it, and it's like now he can pick and choose what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. He can pick and choose which jobs he takes on, and some of them he just says like, I can't do it, like. And he's booked out for four or five months in advance. You know, it's like, that's a good point to be at. It's a really that's good, a good point. You know, and it's like, I asked him, I said, are you going to get crews to work under you and take jobs on that yeah. you can't take on to make money? And he's like, probably not. Because he's okay with where he's at. He doesn't want to take on more. He doesn't want more headache. He wants to just do what he's doing. And he's 100% in control yeah. of his own income now. So he's in the driver's seat of 100% control. He doesn't have to worry about someone else going and doing a job, screwing it up, and it's his name in the in the yeah. dirt. He doesn't have to rely on their income because let's say he feels comfortable with the extra money he's making off them, and then they go away. All of a sudden, that's gone. Right. You know, and he's got to find someone else, and that that's all right. No one says you have to keep forever building your business. Right. It's all right to not want to take any more risk on other people and put the risk back hundred percent on yourself. And if you're at that point where, you know, you can pick and choose who you're working with, you know, what jobs you're taking on, whatever your niche is, mm-hmm. you're in a, you're in a good spot. Yeah. It's so, a beautiful place to be. Yeah. It comes with a lot of self-awareness and again, 
does he have the mental fortitude to do that next step? Yeah. 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 Yep. But knowing that, uh, knowing enough about himself that he can say, yeah, I can do it. Yeah. I don't want to. I'm yep. good where I am. Uh, that's a fantastic place to be. Mm-hmm. I want to ask, you talked before about um, when you start second guessing, when you have those moments, what do you, what's your process of coming back? Whether it's about the business or it's about lifting, because we've talked in previous episodes and I know we've talked beforehand where you start, maybe second guessing isn't the thing that happens, but you have these doubts in your mind or you have uh, these hurdles that come up. You have these mm-hmm. things that you have to overcome. What do you come back to in the process of overcoming those? I think it's remembered where one where where I started or where I was just, you know, a couple years back or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then remembering back to like before I even started that process, because as you get going and things like it's hard because uh, we talked about this before, the new normal. Like every time you take a step up, that's the new normal. And it's like, yeah. okay, if I'm if we have X amount of members and uh, you know X amount of growth and X amount of money is coming into business, I'm making X amount. You know I mean, all these things. That's my normal. And let's say it's steady for a while. That's my normal. Mm-hmm. So anything down, I'm gonna be pissed. You know what I mean? And I'm gonna wonder why and start to figure it out. But then okay, maybe that step down or those couple months that might be down or something like that, you know, you look back, it's like, well, three years ago, that's double what we were doing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like we're, we're doing a lot more now than back then, you know? So, you know, lifting wise, it's the same thing. People do this all the time and it's annoying. They'll have a bad day or they'll say like, oh, I suck or man, I wish I was strong or uh, this and that. Cause we always have a process of looking at people that are above us mm-hmm. rather than like, okay, so that three rep today was hard, you know, but yet that was not even your one rep a year ago. Right. Think about it. You know, it's like just because you have a a bad week, bad month, you know, bad day doesn't mean that you're, you're a failure that things are, you know, dragging back or anything like that. And I'm guilty of it. Like I've, you know, Lindsay sees a lot more of this, you know, cause I keep it at home, but like, uh, there's times I'll get pissed and be like, you know, what are we doing? This, this and this, like if this doesn't change, you know, and it could be about the business, like we need to do this and, you know, our, we're, we're going to go down if we don't do this and <laughs> blah, blah. But in reality, it's like, no, that's not even the case. But that's how like hard headed I am about growth and like about moving forward, you know, but then I look, you know, once I kind of get the grasp on things, I'm like, wait, now we're doing, doing good, mm-hmm. we're fine. You know what I mean? This and that. But I think always coming back to where you start, and a lot of people will never understand that because they, they get to this point and it's not like, you know, you've made it to the NFL and you fall back and now you're washed up and you're out of the NFL and you're losing millions of dollars of income or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking like, you had a bad day lifting. Yeah. You know, your boss got mad at you. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you had a bad month in your business. Mm-hmm. Like it is so small in the grand scheme of things. Yep. And you know, your boss being pissed at you today might be a promotion, you know, five months from now. Mm-hmm. They, it, you know, it, it's one of those things that a lot of people just don't understand. So having that bigger picture in mind, yeah. Will change everything. Yeah. 
Well, I can remember, you know, take it back to when I was younger and, you know, I had my scripts and it's like, I can remember my mom saying like, um, I think she's talking to my dad or something. And it's like saying like, oh, he doesn't see the light at like the end of the tunnel yet because like I was just in the shitter, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. having a, a bad time, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, just bad time in life. Um, but it's like, that was the truth. Cause like, hell, I look back a couple years after that, the spot I was a couple years after that, the spot I was, you know, and then mm-hmm. years after that, it's like, it's completely different every time. You know what I mean? So it's the process of the 1% increase. Yeah. Like day by day, week by week, whether yeah. you want to talk about in lifting, talk about business, talk about life. I mean, I've said it a hundred times to people. Like every time that I tell the story of figuring out that I have celiacs and doing the nutritional changes. Yeah. And just trying to take that example and hand it to people so they understand how important it's going to be to make changes now, three, five, ten years down the road. Yeah. Because I say it as like, this is not an exaggeration. I know it sounds like a cliche, but I have literally felt better every single day mm-hmm. since the day that I made that switch, since the day that I found out. And Every time that I feel a little bit better, it gives me an opportunity to have energy towards something else yeah. that eventually led into what can I do next? What's the next 1%? What's the next step that I have to take? Yeah. Which led to me doing nutrition with you, which I mean, honestly led to me having enough energy to go do sports massage in the first place, which led to me being introduced to you. Yeah. It's like literally everything that has happened. And that's not to say that every day has been wonderful. Mm-hmm. But if you look at day to day over the past at this point, it's been eight years since I found out every single day has gotten better. Yeah. And maybe it's only that 1%, but that also inspires a mindset that I say, okay, maybe that 1% increase, maybe that can apply to business. Maybe that can apply to school. Maybe that can apply to like every facet. And it gives you a much better perspective for that bigger picture and all kinds mm. of things. I don't, I don't know how to teach that to someone. It's, I don't know if it's a come to Jesus moment where you just suddenly realize it in one event and you can apply it to other things. Like you said, like in your case, like you had that mindset from when you were a kid and you just like carried over and all kinds of stuff. But so going along that lines, if you compare taking risks when you were younger to taking risks now, what does that feel like emotionally? Like what goes through your head when you see uh, a risk come up or you see the next hurdle come up? Um, Is it excitement? Is it, nerves is it what i I think for depending on kind of what it is it's more like excitement and to want to break through that process Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because i have this uh thing kind of going on now in my life for the past however many years is i'll take on more things or i'll see something coming up and i'm like oh when i get past that things are going to calm down Mm -hmm. when i get past that like (laughs) things are going to be you know we're going to be all right like things are going to calm down and like i'm not going to take anything else on or whatever i said that to Lindsay's mom the other day and um you know because this year it's like we're um you know building this house we're starting the meat stuff we're i don't know fuck Hopefully we can get married this year. You know what I mean? I, that's I what look. me and her mom were talking about. And it's like, I told her, I'm like, yeah, well, like after this year, things will calm down. She's like, she's looked at me. She's like, no, they're not going to. <laughs> she's like, you say that every year. I'm like, I know. Yeah. <laughs> like, one of these years. One of these years. Because we, we continue to grow. You yeah. know what I mean? And the thing is, is that 
while I was in my 20s, that whole thing of like grind in your 20s, guess what the fuck I did? Grinded in my 20s. Now, my, I had fun and stuff, but I sacrificed a lot of things. And um, I pushed through a lot of things that I didn't think I was able to. And I blocked out a lot of shit. And you know what? When I'm in my 40s, if you see me kind of half retired, that's because of my 20s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's because of the, the early 30s. You know, and um, that took a lot of, uh, again, since we're on the mental thing, you're that's what it takes. You have yeah. to block that shit out. You have to block the rest of the world out and focus on your goal. I'm not saying ignore people. I'm not saying, like, block out the world right. in that sense. But you have to, like, have that vision. And I, I, I can't describe it really to anyone because they don't, they probably won't understand it. When you just know, like, you're meant to succeed. You know, when I first... First of all, I started my first business when I was in third grade, okay? I don't think I've ever told anyone that except Lindsay. I started my first business in third grade. I was selling um, creepy crawler things. I figured out that, you remember the creepy crawlers? You can make them. I figured out they could erase stuff. So I made creepy crawler erasers, and we had to work (laughs) at the, the school store. It was like part of the like math learning thing is mm-hmm. we work at the school store. People come up, you know, 10 cents for a pencil, whatever. I started slinging them out of there. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, I think it was like 10 cents or something or three for a quarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And like, I would take orders, <laughs> literally, I would take orders at school and I'd go home and make them. And I'd come back like, Hey, I have these. And like, people would pay me in third fucking grade. All right. Entrepreneurial at nine years old. Yeah. But at, you know, when I got in my teens, I knew I'd be successful. When um, I talked to my friends, we all talked about, we're going to open this business. We're going to do this, this, and this. Guess who's the only one that did it? Me. So a lot of people talk, but very few have action. And it was like something that always, every time I go to bed at night when I was a teenager, I knew that I'd be successful. I just didn't know what it was going to be. You know what I mean? So I think that was like my drive. Um, When I got into my late teens and things were a little haywire, I started to lose vision of that and like was like, I don't get it. Where's it at? I've dreamed about, like I knew I was going to be successful. Where the fuck's my success? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was the impatient and mature part. But then as I got into the military, I started to realize like, fuck, I can do anything. And especially like when I got accepted in that special warfare group, mm-hmm. like that was like, I'm going to fuck shit up. Like life can't stop me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then I tore out my ACL and that stopped me from being <laughs> special warfare. But I transferred that on. You know what I mean? When I got right. out, um, I'll, I'll never forget this. One of my, um, I, we're kind of getting off topic, but these are good stories. <laughs> one of my best friends, uh, at the time, she'd been one of my best friends for a long time. I ended up, um, you know, I was married before I married her, her best friend or whatever. And she got mad at me, of course, cause we were, you know, ending things. I remember I, I wish I would have screenshot this and saved this text cause it's written with me ever since she told me, she texted me and told me like, now, mind you, I got out of the military. I was helping. They had a family farm or whatever. So I was helping on the farm and I was kind of figuring my shit out, going back to school for exercise science and all this. And um, she she told me like, oh, you're not going to be shit. You're a loser, like blah, blah, blah. Like because, because I got out of the military six months ago and I don't know what I'm doing yet. Like I'm yeah. going back to school. I'm a fucking, but anyway, so I just let her talk her <laughs> shit, you know, loser. You're not, you're going to be broke. You're not going to ever do anything. You mm-hmm. know what the fuck she does now? Yeah. She, yeah, I'm not even going <laughs> to, I'm not even going to go there of what I want to say, but let's just say the pay grade is far below. 
You know what I mean? And this person was like, not top of the class, but she was in probably in the top, like, I'd say top 10% of my class, you know, mm-hmm. growing, went to school, has two degrees, all this shit. What happened to you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Opportunity versus drive. Exactly. Drive. So, um, again, the mental toughness to push, push through people that talk shit like that or like are going to say this and that because mm-hmm. they're going to talk. Let them talk. Just push through it. It's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. You always have to have and know in your mind that you're going to be more successful than what anyone thinks you're going to be. Right. That, what, they, what they even think is possible. Their vision so, for you is never going to match yours. Yeah. And I'm not saying like you don't need to go make a ton of money to be successful. If your definition of success is you have a business that you're proud about, you make you know, 40 grand a year and you have two kids and you have a great family. You know what I mean? If that's success to you, then you're successful. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you need to be a millionaire to be successful. That that whole cliche is bullshit. Right. You know, it's about success is like taking what you want to do and going after it and being happy with it. That's success. Cause there's a lot of people that make a fuck ton of money that aren't happy or aren't, um, aren't good people. Do you know what I mean? Aren't very good with their family. They're, you know, they're whatever their, their, um, social life and things like that. They're shitty people to their friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so money doesn't define success, but you know, if you, if you go and do what you're going to say, then you're successful. That's the definition of success. You know what I mean? Like your friend who decided like he was going to cap his business, like at that, not going to grow anymore, not going to take on other people. Like he hit his level of success. Like he hit what he wanted to hit. He's accomplished that part and he's happy leaving it at that. Like regardless of what, you know, the income is from jobs or how many jobs he's able to do. Like he's able to do a very high quality uh, and he's accomplishing what he would, I would assume he would define as success within, you know, that region of his life. Yep. I I'm laughing because you told the story about how you were talking with Lindsay's mom and she's like, it's not going to slow down when things kind of not kind of when they fell apart next door mm-hmm. with the CrossFit gym, there was a period of time. Uh, I hope that I'm not saying too much as I say this, where you're like, I'm done. I like, I'm yep. not helping other people. I'm not doing yep. anything for anyone else. I'm not taking on other things. I'm going to focus on me. And it was, a strange moment watching that happen because having worked with you at that point for over three years, like that's not you. Yeah. It was weird to even say it. Yeah. Like I remember saying that and I'm just like, fuck, am I really saying that? Like, is that what I really want? It was like, it was an indication of exactly what happened. Like the the significance of what happened next door, um, to have that happen, like to watch you say that, to watch you go through that. And I remember there was one point, I don't remember how many months after, that you started talking about the meets mm-hmm. and you're like, we, this is something that I'm looking into. And I was talking with Austin, gym manager here. And I was like, Austin, he's back. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Motherfucker's back. <laughs> We're going to the top. It was like watching you like kind of wake back up a little yeah. bit, like getting through that whole process. Like I was really happy to see that because yeah. like, that's part of I think what identifies you like as a person and as a business owner is like the growth mindset it's not the lack of satisfaction Mm -hmm. it's that you have a constant eye for what is an opportunity yeah and where is the growth opportunity and you end up going after that yeah not because I don't think it it never seems like you're you need to do it Mm. but when something seems like it'll work out you go after it and there were there was a chunk of time where like that was gone yeah 
And seeing that come back, uh, you know, you started having the conversations about the meats and it's like, there it is. Yeah. There he is. Yeah. Uh, just that defining aspect of you as a person versus someone who would just hop around to different business opportunities. Yeah, different things, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I try not to like, when I'm in, I'm in. If I say I'm in and we're doing it, we're fucking doing it or I'm going to be all in. But, mm. you know, I try not to like dip into this. Oh, no, back out. You know, right. I try not to do that. If I go, I'm, I'm all in. Um, but yeah, that was a rough time. Cause it's like, that was a, that was the first time I was really like tested. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I've had some rough shit and I had other business things, you know, in life that were pretty rough, but like that one was like, are you fine? Cause that was the one, like, that's the one that takes everyone to the top. And that's why I was so pissed. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, I was just explaining this to my brother the other day. Cause he asked, like, we had a talk of what happened stuff where, we uh, we were on a long drive and like I told him like I broke down the math and I'm like mm-hmm. that was the game changer of income for everyone that's in my gym yep. I said every single person probably would have doubled or tripled their income yep. but you know one selfish person two selfish people ruined that for everybody you know and it's like could it could it have like could we have scrambled maybe got something together maybe or we could be sitting here like in the shitter still, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? And having to bear that. So, you know, as I take those steps up, I'm always looking to, you bring the bottom up and that's what I'm always trying to do. But it's like, I lost vision of that for a second because it's like, why should I do, why, why should I help? Why should I do anything for anyone? You know? So it's, it's hard to, it's hard to know, but it's like, you know, moving forward, like when you say like, Oh, he's back and shit. I mean, the shit I'm looking into now makes that look like a joke. Like mm-hmm. I'm going big picture and big things. And it's like, will it benefit everyone? I don't know. Cause if I can do more over here, it might come more into here. Do yeah. you know what I mean? But I have to take that step to figure it out and mm-hmm. feel it. You know, if it all works cool and you know, I'm not saying I'm going to go build a massive commercial gym or something. Uh, damn. <laughs> yeah. Damn. But it's like, could, if that booms, could that mean like this business one day gets completely you know, remodeled or maybe we do move again and maybe it is a, a different kind of facility and stuff, a little bit bigger, a little bit, you know, f- nicer and things and, and price points are old. Maybe, you know what I mean? But it's, it, we don't know that. Right. That could happen three years. It could happen in 10 or it could never happen. Right. You don't know, but you know, taking that step of, you know, I have the mental toughness to kind of bear through. Now there's a point, you know, family ob- obligations and stuff where it's like now I, you know, getting a little older, I have to weigh those risks more. Mm-hmm. You know, when I opened the first, when I opened my gym at first, like I didn't, you know, I was what, 27 years old, I think, yeah, 26, 27, 27. Yeah. But I have to, I weighed risk, but I didn't really, if it, f- if it fucking failed, then at least I'm still young. Yeah. You know, not to say that I'm old as shit now, but it's like when you're, gonna have kids and you know you're getting older you have to start to wear those so different obligations on your plate yeah yeah but one thing i wanted to kind of mention is like kind of the outro out of here and we'll we'll get to questions another time is everything that you're you're gonna do and this is where the mental toughness comes in you know i know stock market's huge right now yeah Mm. but you got to have that mental toughness because it life is like the market like you know i've been into things and watch them. You know, I went all in and watched something drop 20%, 25% down. And I have to wait for months for it to come back up. You know what I mean? And I don't sell out. I don't 
you know, get rid of all my shares, I hold on to it mm-hmm. and I build more and I build more. And then I, when I come back and it surges through where I got it before and now negative 20, negative 25% turns into positive 50%. It's, you know, and it's like you said, that 1%, you know, it's like there's shit I own on stock. That's like, you know, it's not sexy. It's not nothing, it, it, but it does gain 1% very silently. And before I know it, I look and I'm like, shit, that one's up 40%. Why didn't I buy more? Because it just grew without little. Yeah, little by little, not a lot of news, not a lot of publicity, mm-hmm. not a lot of blasting. It just grew little by little. And then you know what? Like, I didn't notice it, but maybe someone else did. And they're like, wow, this thing's blown up. Your life can be the same way. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You got, um, you got anything else? No, that's it. Yeah. I know we wanted to get to questions. We'll, we'll get to those next time. Mm-hmm. What do we got? Uh, Dan's, you saw seminar end of the month. If you haven't signed up for it, get on it. Uh, get your USAW level one done. Uh, great course. And I mean, Dan, like I said, he's going to give you a lot of info on just how to be a better coach and things like that, or just how to be a better lifter. So um, that's on the 27th and 28th mm-hmm. of February. Yep. And registration's on the USAW website. Uh, that's USAW for people that don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, just go to USA Weightlifting and it's there under believe it's like a certifications tab or something like that or level one course tab so yeah if you you don't got anything else i think we're done for today that's all i got all right well we'll see you later thank you for listening have a good one